Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Judy Como. I'm your host today of Red Sea Roundup. Welcome to all of our listeners here in the Brazos Valley listening on the up and running KEDC 88.5 FM. Yay. Thanks be to God. A personal uh, prayer of thanksgiving along with that are my Holmes AC went out on Sunday, but it says Ooh, as, I did two <laughs> two weeks ago. As bad Ooh. it is, all I had to do was just go flip that switch in my RV and still have comfort. So just as I told my husband, I'm I'm grateful for all the gifts that are in my life that I ignore. Like I'll say, my my guardian angel is overworked and underloved, but uh, the blessings in my life. But to have that go out at nine o'clock at night and be blessed to just be able to cruise on into our RV and sleep in comfort. So just want to say a huge prayers of Thanksgiving that we got our station up and running. Also shout out to our listeners in central Texas listening on KYAR 98.3 and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. Good morning to our leaders here in the station. Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, Thaddeus. Good morning, Judy. Great to you? be with you. It An is. unexpected treat to have you on the third Wednesday of the month. How about that? Yes. Uh, flip-flopping a little bit with Pam to allow for that. Uh, blessings that we can do that. And sometimes confusing as like, uh, what's my Wednesday again? <laughs> so sometimes I have to call and say, is it Am I, aren't I the fourth Wednesday? But anyways, and hello, Dennis Maka. Good morning. Good morning, Judy. So great to be here in the AC, and we thank God that uh, we were able to get our repairs. Um, wonderful, wonderful uh, workers, uh, just just great people who uh, work out in the heat. I appreciate them so much. Oh, I, know. Uh, I know. Got our station up again, but you cannot run a, uh, a station without air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> Because yeah, it it got really hot in that in that shelter. With doesn't help when you're trying to blow in a hundred degree air. That trying to at least it's cooler than the one thirty that it you got. You know, don't aren't you kind of fascinated shelter. by the things that you just take for granted? You get in your however you're going to listen to the radio and it's not working, right. and it's like, hmm. Yep, it was the, the air conditioning this time. Together. So uh, we're back on the air for. Uh, for as long as God will have us, but uh, we were off for, off for two days. We kept our streaming going and uh, almost the entire time and without problems. But yeah, it it was an issue. Uh, but the, I appreciate the, the gentleman that came out to help us. Thanks be yes, to God. Bless them all. And, uh, and we're so thankful for all the donors and supporters over the years who have made Red Sea possible and support us so that we had the funds that we needed to pay for the repairs. Yes, so absolutely. Thank you very thank much you. for that and financial I stewardship. Take a on 
on-air opportunity to wish Dennis a happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Many, many blessings. You are a blessing to so many people. Thanks be to uh, God. Happy birthday blessing to you. And I know that uh, Deacon Robin is on the line, but Robin, We can also say happy birthday to Kathy Court, our administrative coordinator, who is next door. So... uh, here, we'll yeah. a virtual wave and happy birthday to Kathy as well. Deacon Robin, yeah. welcome. I, I'm going to hey. interrupt this thought hey. just oh, oh, for oh. one second. Uh, Sorry. Too many uh, directions to go to. I, I just feel like it would be a wonderful opportunity for us to unite in prayer for rain. So please join me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we pray for rain. We pray for green grass and fat cattle and healthy crops. We pray for farmers and ranchers who feed the world. We pray for full tanks and ponds. We pray for those exhausted firefighters. And we pray for a break for all the ranchers at the sale barns selling off their livelihood piece by piece this summer. We unite our prayers through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. We pray for all heating, air conditioning uh, (laughs) system workers as well. Yes, we were. um, Deacon Robin, good morning. How are you? I'm great, Judy. How are you? I'm great. We were blessed to be in Deacon Robin and Carolyn's home this past Saturday to uh, join in some fellowship with our small group and our brother deacon, Matt Holsher, is in the heating AC business, and we were yes. reflecting and maybe lamenting a little bit the struggles of those businesses, but um, how surprised we were. Keith Keith had it going on. He jumped out there and sprayed water on our unit, and we knew something was going on right away. So anyway, so <laughs> blessings for all of them. So uh very excited uh, for you to be on the on air with us this morning, Robin, and we're going to talk about your upcoming family retreat. Yes, yes. Coming up Saturday, July 30th. We're so excited. Getting a lot of families registered. We still have room for more. Uh, getting all the details arranged and all the volunteers and the folks that are going to do child care for us. Uh, it's, it's all coming together. The food. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful day. Got they just talked to a to a to a priest from Tours over at St. Martin's and Tours this morning, Father Walter, and he's gonna he's gonna help us out with confessions. We needed one more, and he was kind enough to to, to offer to to come and and serve that role at our uh, our retreat. So it's going to be a great day. I'm really excited. I really I really feel that the Holy Spirit is going to touch some hearts and that special things are going to happen at this retreat. So if you're a if you're a person that is a uh, well, everyone has a family, but whether you have kids or your kids are grown and moved away, and young kids, old kids, any married couple, uh, single parent, uh, consider coming to this retreat. I really think the Lord is going to touch hearts. And to do that, you would just need to go to redsearadio.org forward slash registration. You can uh, check it out there. But it's going to start at 8.30 a.m. on uh, Saturday, July 30th. Going to finish all the talks and activities about 4.30. And then we're going to have a, a, a private dinner for the parents so they can kind of uh, 
discuss what they've learned that day and let the kids play and have some, some, some a separate meal for them. So uh, please consider coming. It's only $40 for the entire family. And we have one family that has seven kids. So, <laughs> you know, the more kids you bring, the better deal you get. How about that? You know, you're very uh, wise to extend the invitation the way you did. Um, we've had three of these family retreats here in the Bryan College Station area. And uh, the first or second one, we because of it being promoted on the radio, we had a couple uh, who came from Waco. They had been married for 25 years or so, didn't have any children, but they were interested in some of the topics. And so they traveled over here and hopefully shout maybe, out to the Shifleys. They'll they registered and they'll be coming to the one in Central Texas. Same same couple. Yes, yeah, I can't wait How to see them. That? Same couple. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, I was really blessed to see your wonderful flyer and uh, noticed that uh, some notable names that are going to be speakers: uh, Doctor Thaddeus Romanski and his wife Robin. Going to be speaking. And most notably, Robin. Most, most notably. notably. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be speaking on t- being together in prayer. We're looking yeah. forward to it. Great. Why don't you give us Bill the? And, uh, and, go ahead and give us the contact uh, information another time and how to yeah. register or find out more about it. Just go to redsearadio.org forward slash registration, or you can can just go to redsearadio.org. There's a banner there. It'll give you more details. But uh, again, it's going to be Saturday, July 30th. Starts up at 8:30 in the morning. Uh, we're going to start the day right at the feet of Jesus, as Mary did, uh, as we heard in our gospel last Sunday. Uh, just listening and receiving from Him. And and as I told the people when I made a pulpit talk at St. Mary's in West uh, promoting this retreat, uh, I said, "Hey, let us be Martha." Let us be Martha and worry about everything and do all the work and you you be merry and just receive from the Lord. So again, redsearadio.org forward slash registration and we'd be glad to to have everyone come. Awesome. Thank you so much, Deacon Robin. God bless you. Hey, one other thing I oh, want yes, to mention. Oh yes, exactly. The Parish Festival. Yes. On Sunday on Sunday, August fourteenth, uh St. Mary's Church of the Assumption in West is going to have their feast day festival. That's my home parish. It's going to be at the KC grounds, and it's going to be as our traditional fried chicken dinner, fried chicken and sausage with all the trimmings. They're also going to have baked chicken for those that are, you know, a little weight conscious or health conscious. I'm going for the fried myself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Starts up at 11. It's going to be all kinds of activities for the kids, live auction. There's going to be a, Water slides, bingo, country store, and then in the afternoon at three, right about the time you're getting hungry again, uh, we've got a group of folks from our parish that are going to make street tacos and nachos, big raffle as, as always. So everyone come out on uh, Sunday, August 14th to the KC Hall in West for our feast day festival. Awesome. Um, as a tradition, it's St. Mary's, right? Yeah. You said it's St. Mary's, um, and y'all have just always had it in July. Is that your n- not a patronal feast day that attaches to Mary? Is there? Well, it's on the Feast of the Assumption. <laughs> it's on August the 14th. 
I see. Okay, very good. Yeah, I, I've that's our know, that's our day. I've, lo- I've longed uh, petitioned the Vatican to move St. Anthony's feast day to a cooler month, but it just hadn't happened yet. <laughs> Great. And good. by the way, that that's also it, it's going to we're having a big celebration for my me and my wife are having our fortieth anniversary wedding anniversary that day. So. We don't need to have a party because we're having a big one already. Well, there you go. Awesome. (laughs) So tell us the dates one more time. Sunday, August 14th at the Casey Hall in West for the Church Festival of St. Mary's Church of the Assumption. Very good. Come and enjoy yourself. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to hop on real quick to uh, Thaddeus and let's have a little conversation about Victory Sports. Victory Sports, that's Red Sea's Youth Sports Initiative. It's first fall league season it's first uh, season of play parish-based teams getting ready to kick off at the beginning of september we still have regular registration open until august 15th piece of the assumption there you go Um, i i I heard him but i wasn't listening i thought he said it was this weekend and i'm like there's no marion feast day so (laughs) um so registration is a hundred dollars uh if you have multiple children you get discounts for those additional children um Please go to victoryyouthsports.org and you can sign up there to play for your parish this fall. Uh, girls age uh, grades one through six in volleyball and boys grades one through six in flag football. Okay. T- tell our listeners uh, who may be hearing about this from for the first time uh, today about Victory Sports and how to get involved in your parish, even though... I'm sure y'all could we could use some support on other areas besides just having your kiddos well, signed the, up. Well, the and, uh, the most important thing that we need right now is we need numbers. So we need we need people to take a chance on us. Come check it out. Um, games are going to be on Saturdays. Practices are going to be on Fridays. So we need children to to play to compete. Um, but once we've got that, well, yes, we do need. We'll need assistant coaches. We'll need head coaches for each team. Uh, we we have a parish captain in place at St. Thomas and Santa Teresa and St. Anthony's. We're still looking for someone to step forward at, at St. Joseph's and, and take the baton there. Um, and we'll need uh, we'll need some some kind of a, a helper who's a, a registr a registrar at each parish as well. But the first thing to do is please tell your friends and neighbors to Sign up and be a part of the experience, victoryyouthsports.org, until August 15th is regular registration. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're getting ready to go to a break, and I haven't even mentioned my guests that are going to be here. I'm very excited to be uh, on the know to learn more about uh, bringing back some initiative of lots of pro-life activities here. Diane Jetter and Karen Cadellis. Come on back. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, My name is Judy Como. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. I'm so excited to be here in the studio with these two ladies uh, who are a part of the 
pro-life movement here. I'm going to let each of you introduce yourselves as you can do it so much better than me. But I am, you know, I don't know why I'm always saying things like, oh, I'm just marveling at the Holy Spirit because I marvel at the Holy Spirit day in and day out. But I was blessed to go to the Mass this morning and just on the day that we're going to talk about so many issues and opportunities to help the pro-life movement, we have readings from Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Say not that I am too young. <laughs> then later into the response, responsorial song on you, I depend from birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. Welcome, Diane Jetter and Karen Cadellis. Candellis. Candellis. Okay, great. Uh, Karen, why don't you introduce yourself? And well, first of all, thank you for having me here today. Well, it's it's our... just a delight. And to hear the, the readings this morning tie in <laughs> so much to what we're going to talk about. Ah, nine years ago, <laughs> Planned Parenthood closed here in mm-hmm. a, within this week, somewhere around nine, nine years ago. And just uh, to be a part of... Bryan College Station, and the we're just on the springboard of so many things in our experiences, so many things well up from this area yes. when we get out of the way and let God do the work. So work we were ready to do. <laughs> and let me share with you a little bit about my work. So my name is Karen Candelis, and I work with Catholic Charities of Central Texas. I am the Gabriel Project Coordinator for the Diocese of Austin. And what I do in my work is I work with parishes who have Gabriel Project Ministries um, to support them and the work that they're doing, um, as well as helping new parishes who wish to bring this ministry into their communities. I help them to start up and support them in their work. Um, As I mentioned, I work with Catholic Charities, and my position also sits within the St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program. And I'm just so happy to be here to share more about the great work that we're doing here and with the parishes and the College Station Bryan area. Awesome. Great. Thank you. You did that so much better, I guess, because you know yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Diana, I see emails from you and I see things, but we seldom are in the same room at the same time. So just for that fact, I'm happy to be here today. Well, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm very excited about the things that are coming up in our Deanery. Um, One of the things that the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops came out with right before the pandemic started was a program called Walking with Moms in Need. And what we're doing is trying to identify and make sure we know what resources are available in the communities. And rather than since the Bryan College Station Deanery has so many parishes in close proximity, rather than having every parish reinventing the wheel. We're all working together to pull those resources so that way we know what's available in the deanery. And in that process, um, we wanted to get our own, like Gabriel Angels, available because we had a young woman approach us at our parish for support. And so I started working with Karen. And um, at that same time, then Father comes to me and says, we want to do this as a deanery because Father Albert is the dean for the Bryan College mm-hmm. Station Deanery, and he said, let's do this as a deanery. And you may not know this, but we actually have a website for our deanery now. It's bcsdeanery.org. And on there, if you're interested in helping become a Gabriel Angel for your parish, 
you can sign up there. We can talk with your pastor and we can um, send you the information about becoming trained in that because I'm working with Karen. We're going to actually have a training coming up for people, Gabriel Angels, which are women working with women, or Michael Angels, which are men working with men. We're actually calling ours in the deanery walking with moms and dads mm-hmm. in need because we know dads are such a critical part of any family. And if we can get the dads involved with the kids, the kids are going to have a much better life and we want that for them so you said someone came forward at your parish that approached the parish office or um actually it came out of the diocese of austin um the the bishop has requested that the parishes all become a part of walking with now you said that there was a need in your oh yes i'm sorry yes there was a young woman that came up in the um In the fall. And what we did at that time was we gave her a Stephen minister. And for those who aren't familiar with Stephen ministry, it is a ministry of caring. And so people, um, women meet with women, men meet with men, and they provide them with emotional and spiritual support. And it's for anyone who's going through any kind of life crisis. It could be um, someone who is... um, going through a divorce, someone who's lost a loved one. It can be someone who's lost a job. It could be someone who's just needs someone to talk through what's going on in their life that doesn't have someone else to bounce things off of. And, um, and so we provide that ministry at our parish and that was the initial way that we provided her with support. But at a parish level, then we also had a virtual baby shower for her. And we've been providing her with um, transition uh, transportation assistance. I know that she has worked with um, the Project Gabriel to get support. And um, it's been really neat because for me, it was the first time I had worked with the Gabriel Pregnancy and Parenting Center. And um, right after that, a friend of mine's granddaughter needed some support and we're sitting there talking and I was like, what am I doing? I Here's the number you call. They can get her diapers. They can get her this. They can get her that. And it was just, it's so neat to know that we are doing something to support yeah. these moms. Well, I, I ask you the question because sometimes it's difficult. Uh, someone needs help with a utility bill. And they go to the parish and say, well, we, and then you need to call here. And then it gets, I mean, before anyone meets some skin in the game, their, their utilities could be cut off. And so I'm just, it's thrilling to know that some steps came about to. Right. That's, and that's what my hope and dream is for this, is that we're not just being a referral source to agencies. We don't want to duplicate what's already there. Mm-hmm. But there are times that there's not an agency to meet that need. And so we need to be there for them. And we don't need to just go here, go to this agency and see ya, you know, but to actually walk with them and make sure their needs are being met, following up with them. And that's what like Stephen Ministry, they meet with the person an hour every week and sit and listen. And if there's some needs, then they can refer them to those contacts. But the next week, they're going to follow up mm-hmm. with them. They're still going to see what's going mm-hmm. on. And um, and it's really beautiful because this mom 
went about six months after the initial support we provided her. We had we did a meal train for her where we took her meals right before the baby was born because she didn't have anyone to cook for her. And those everyone knows those last few weeks can be a little rough on a mom. <laughs> my my <laughs> first grandkid will be born in about five weeks. So yeah. I can tell you that my, my youngest daughter and my second grandchild will be born in January. So I'm uh, kind of witnessing some of that. So uh, Right. And well, so then we provided her with meals after that. And now she's come back to say, okay, here's where I'm at now. She's got a job, but she needs some support in different areas. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she knew she could come back to the church to get that support, huge, huge. Praise God. Praise God. So you mentioned that um, because of the pandemic, things slowed down. And so now we're in a building back up. I, I know very well that last Thursday there was a organizational meeting at St. Joseph's Church. Um, is that a good thing for us to move into talking to or yeah. talking about? Liz Soto uh, is heading up yeah, the group. Had a great at, conversation with her yesterday at St. Joseph's, and she and I have been talking a lot. The goal is to have at each parish some sort of more personal support for the individuals in their community that may need support. And a lot of people don't realize that within the Catholic Church, there are these boundaries, and the boundaries aren't there to separate people, but the boundaries are there to say, this priest is responsible for every soul, whether they walk through the door of the church or not. Our parish priests are responsible for every soul within those boundaries. And so as being supports to our priest, we need to be able to walk with these people. Okay, so let's talk about what does that look like? What what came about on Thursday for this first meeting at St. Joseph's and, or the next parish that you're going to have an organizational meeting about that? So I think what you're um, speaking about this meeting <clears throat> was our walking with moms in need. Maybe it's that first meeting where leaders within the parish have come together. And what we're doing is it's in different phases with walking with moms in need, this initiative from the U.S. Um, Catholic Conference of Bishops. Um, it's an inventory of current resources that are available in the area. Excuse me. <coughs> so it's an inventory. We come together. And we're seeing, okay, what is available in this community for a family, a mother, a father, for children? That it could it be childcare, could it be health clinics, could it be dental services, could it be clothing, school, head starts, counseling service, all of these very important um, services that meet their needs. Okay, and then where are the gaps? Where are we missing um, being able to serve someone? Mm-hmm. And as a parish community, as a deanery community, do we have the resources here within our parish to fill in those gaps? Awesome. So what I, of, I just want to jump in real quick okay. and remind our listeners that this is a live program, and uh, this is such a uniting subject of things that are going on And if it's going on here in the Brazos Valley, there's other things going on in the rest of our listening area. But gosh, we'd be so thrilled to have someone call with a question or a comment. And you can do that at 855-683-7332. Give us a call. Join in this conversation. 
So when I first started talking with Karen, I asked her, who are the Gabriel angels in our deanery? We didn't have any Gabriel Mm -hmm. angels. It was a big zero. Mm -hmm. And that just, that broke my heart (laughs) because that means we didn't have any parishioners anywhere in the deanery who had stepped up to be trained to walk side by side with this young woman, with her spouse or with her other significant other to help them be better parents. Mm -hmm. And we know that helping them grow to be better parents, that was one of the things my friend was so excited about, the things her granddaughter got from Catholic Charities. She got um, budgeting training. She got job skill training. She got how to start a small business. She was like, I'm blown away by what all they're offering her. It wasn't just, here's some diapers, Mm -hmm. go away. You know, it was... Here, how can we help you have a life that you're going to be successful at? That's huge. That's just, it's one of those things that I think is so important. And so our first step, because we identified that, what was to have a training okay. so that people can be trained. And it's something you can do online if the time we have scheduled is not convenient for you. But we wanted to build the community. We wanted to have, you know, whoever's going to be doing this at St. Joe's and whoever's going to be doing this at St. Anthony's and if in the outside areas like Caldwell, Brenham, um, Bremond, any of those areas, mm-hmm. if they want to join, they can come to this training and, and see who else is there working mm-hmm. together. And I was, I mean, it was amazing. The We went from having initially four or five people volunteer to 25 when the Roe v. Wade was overturned. Suddenly, everybody was like, we're going to do our part to help these people. You know what I think is uh, fascinating and so important um, in the pro-life conversation is the pro-choice people that might would say something like, but what about, but what about, and what about this? And we have to build up our muscles. We have to be present in this companionship. You're, you're starting to see and hear that on a whole bunch of levels, you know, couples, mentor couples for marriage prep, um, yeah. couples Bap- for baptismal. baptismal couples are just to say, you know, walking through RCIA from September to the Easter vigil, uh, it's uh, essential, but it's the follow up, you know, hey, I'm going to nine o'clock mass. Let's go and have donuts blah, 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 blah. afterwards. <laughs> Whatever it is. But uh you know, those are and their you know, evangelization and discipleship takes on a, a look, mm-hmm. a different look every day, whether it's at H E B or right. or in the parking lot or just being present to mm-hmm. people is so essential and like I said earlier, you know, it's putting skin on on the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Judy, if I could take a step back and just really explain to what what is the Gabriel Project Ministry and how did it start? Because people have heard of the Gabriel Project Ministry, but they may not know, like, what makes up a Gabriel angel? Can I share that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so back in 1973, the first um, sign of life, and you may have seen this as you pass a Catholic church, you see the Blessed Mother, the Madonna on the streets, mm-hmm. holding the infant Jesus, and it may say pregnant 
we, we care, we can help, and a telephone number, that is a sign of a Gabriel Project ministry there in that parish. And so in 1973, this started in one parish. In the 1990s, it started to expand and grow. Um, with started in Texas, so it's Texas born. Of course it did. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's a national parish-based ministry. Mm-hmm. And so when you see that sign of life, that's what it means is there's angels, there's mentors there in that parish community. And we um, provide pregnant women in need um, with spiritual support, spiritual care, emotional care. And it can be, you know, a woman in crisis, a man in crisis, but it's a crisis based on their own personal definition. It could have been me as a married um, Catholic woman with three children that was crying on the floor with all three of her kids. And I needed the mentor that I could speak with and just consult with outside of my family just to share. And so what ends up happening with the Gabriel Project Ministry is it is pastoral. So as you were talking about earlier, it's our community coming in together embracing, wrapping around our moms in need, our dads in need. It ends up being evangelical because Mm. we have people that see that sign that are Catholic, non-Catholic. They're going to call that phone number. And what better way that we can bring the good news to them and share with them that unconditional love, non-judgmental, confidential, and then open up and bring them into our Catholic church and our beautiful Catholic faith. Amen. Very well put. Very well put. Um, So I just want to, again, circle back again. Let's talk about the Gabriel Angels. Do we have a training coming up? We do. So that um, there's different ways that someone can go through a training. So Mm -hmm. I do offer those virtually via Zoom. Um, And someone can contact me directly to know the future dates for those. And then I'm so blessed that Diana opened up the invitation for me to come to St. Thomas Aquinas. We're going to have two trainings one in August and one in September. If you visit the deanery, um, you should get information on how to RSVP. Those will be on Saturday mornings. Um, I think we said August 13th. August 13th is the first one. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is, I believe, September 17th. I didn't bring my calendar <laughs> with me in this terrible. We'll be there. But we'll yeah. be there. But that, you that actually... must be a rarity because I tell you, I've been involved in, I was a youth minister for 20 years. And the, when you're collaborating with uh, different parishes and everybody does things differently. But if, when you have a meeting with anyone from St. Thomas Aquinas, they have this accordion <laughs> uh, calendar like no other. Y'all are very good about that. And we believe me, we scheduled yeah. it appropriately so it doesn't conflict with any home games. There you That's go. right. <laughs> it was, a, it was an empty that. date. You know, you have to make sure you take care of your priorities here. So. Awesome. But, um, but we're real excited to have an in-person training. And and like we said, it's open to everyone. The um, we'll, uh, When you come, we'll have a, a place for you to, we'll have some snacks and refreshments and that. But you register through the Catholic Charities website for the conference. But there's a link on the St. Thomas website. And if it's not on the diocese website yet, it'll be there shortly. There is a way on the diocese website if you're interested in being trained or if you need help that you can put in the information about what help or support you're needing 
And it's going to, if you identify what parish you go to, we will make sure that you're set up with the people from your community. Mm -hmm. So um, we want to make sure that anyone who's interested in being involved in this can sign up there and we'll send you how to register, anything else like that that Mm -hmm. you need. And um, we're just so it's I just think this is such a great opportunity um, to help someone in need. And, and you were right in saying, I think sometimes everybody always thinks of this pregnancy center being just for like unwed mothers, but it provides support for any moms married. The, um, we've had people that have been, um, have left an abusive situation and they need support. They can help. And um, that was one of the things that even when I was talking with Karen, I was surprised by was I was thinking it was just for pregnancy. And then she's like, well, anyone with a child up to three years old can come and get support from us. And I was like, oh, wow, this is huge. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, with people having smaller families these days, you know, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a huge, of course, Catholic family. And um but I grew up around nieces and nephews and babysitting and that. So I had a pretty good idea of what a childhood would be like. But if you didn't grow up around kids and you have that first infant, I can't Girl, even imagine. I had, I had I never, never babysat for anyone ever. I mean, I had two brothers and two sisters and extended cousins. So I grew up. But I was 18 when I moved away from here for a while. And I so that whole baby concept, you know, thank God my husband is such a baby freak that when <laughs> when we had our first, you know, he had a lot of experience. But I I did never think about that till you're saying it. And I say, you know, um, social media certainly gets a bad rap and deserves it in a lot of ways. But and for me, another thing about. Uh, I read the term postpartum depression, but I was like, I thought it meant you were depressed because you weren't pregnant anymore. And I was like, there ain't nothing about that that I'm going to miss. I got this baby now. (laughs) So I didn't I didn't know what that is. But there are uh, lots of people share their experience with struggles after delivery and things like that. And so uh, I think that I'll kind of credit social media for a lot of uh, people who who share their struggles and share emotions uh, that, that are going on during that very trying, mm-hmm. ah, wide open, sleep deprived <laughs> time, right. time in your life. So uh, it's just, um, it's a wonderful thing. So, and is it too quick to go to Stephen ministry or no, no, uh, but I mean, um, just to share one thing about what is the commitment of a Gabriel angel, good. because as yeah. you were Don't talking about, check here. <laughs> right. well, and it is that being in touch with your mom or your dad once a week, checking in with them. How are things going within the pregnancy? Um, since you last talked, um, also visiting with them face to face. And it really is nice to have that dedicated time and attention of someone who's listening to you and can offer advice and encouragement. You're doing a good job. Mm. So it, it can be maybe maybe um, once a week contact from phone and certainly once a month in touch mm. in person. Well, again, jumping out, uh, out of order again, how That's- long is the training and 
Mm-hmm. Well, what, there are a couple of requirements. Like? Let's talk so, about that. Uh, it's a two-part training. So each training is three hours. We don't want to lose you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, also, it, it, there is a requirement because it is a ministry within our diocese that you complete the ethics and integrity ministry, which a lot, every most of our ministries have that too. It's right. And also some of our biggest needs are bilingual angels. So I will say that. So if you feel the stirring in your heart of God's calling you to mentor with someone, it's really just being a friend. It's being a friend to a mother or father in need. Awesome. Well, I, I'm going to extend an on-air invitation for both of y'all to come. St. Anthony's has a... We call ourselves the Bible gals. And um, last week, yeah, last week on Thursday, someone else mentioned, hey, we're having this meeting at St. Joseph's this evening. And boys, people started writing. So I'm going to see if y'all will come. And there's could be 30 women there if everybody came. But usually we're about 20 women. And it's just uh, kind of talk about some of the things that we're talking Absolutely. about. One one. Uh, of our friends is very involved with the Elizabeth House, um, which I really, I like how they will send out an email sometimes saying, hey, we have these needs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of somebody may not be able to devote. I'm going to be, I mean, I am already thinking about this Gabriel Angel thing, just telling y'all. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I I mean, sometimes my uh, enthusiasm gets out of hand and I have to rein it in just a little bit. But uh, anyways, somebody could say, you know, there's a need for this, this, and this. Well, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or the meal train, or I, I can do that. I would, I would love to do right. that. So uh, It's always different a, ways a way of, that we can walk with the mom and family. We all have our special gifts and talents that God has given us. And how can we share that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fabulous. I'll, I'll stay with this for a minute because you reminded me of one of the things that came out of when we first started um, publicizing this within our parish was I started thinking about the kinds of things that I've had people call me to request. Um, and Great. And one, it, it was like we did the meal train. We did, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think, the you know, just general needs that they might need someone who might want to contribute because you have, like you said, some people have the gift of generosity. They want to give either items or money towards the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things is those craftsmen's and skilled guys. There's the men that have the um, Bible group here at St. Mary's from the permanent parishioners have offered to come in and set up cribs and do little home repairs if the moms need support in that way. And I was just, it just, it did my heart such Mm. good when one of them reached out to me and said, hey, can we help out in this way? Mm. And I'm like, Absolutely, you know, I am That's never a slice turned, of heaven, right? Right. He said, "I'm not changing no diapers, but I can definitely put a right. crib together." Right, right. And so, and we have like a ministry at our parish called Traveling Mercies, and they will provide transportation. And so, those are we. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but we're trying to let people know that these are resources that are available to them. Mm-hmm. And that's for um, any occasion or it, it's for any occasion. Like we it was started by someone who had surgery and suddenly realized that if her husband weren't around, 
she couldn't have gotten to her therapy appointments. She couldn't have gotten to different things. And she's like, I have a heart for this. I want to start this ministry. And we've taken people grocery shopping. We've taken people um, to doctor's appointments, things like that. And so that is another another ministry that's available because sometimes people, you know, it's like, especially during COVID, it was really hard on people who lived alone. And, you know, we did calls and, you know, things like that. And we would find out if someone needed groceries, go pick them up. Because that was even one of the things that I discovered when I was walking with this young mother was that, like, I didn't think about that that six-week period, she couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. How's she getting her groceries? You know, right. it's like, so we would we would make grocery runs for her. Um, and so it's as you become involved in a ministry, you start to see where those gaps are and where those needs are. And that's what Walking with Moms and Dads in Need is about, is one, finding out what resources are there, utilizing those, and then identifying where there's gaps and what and and sometimes you won't know there's a gap until it shows up right and and that was like when this young woman showed up on my doorstep I was like oh my goodness what are we going to do we don't have any Gabriel angels and so that was when Stephen ministry came in as a resource for us and so Stephen ministry is um lay Christian ministry and so they're an extension of the pastor's um, the extension of the pastor's support. So the Father Albert supported this ministry because we've got like 6,000 parishioners. Right. And when someone needs to be seen on a weekly basis, real quickly, his schedule is going to be full. Mm-hmm. And like right now, we have 32 Stephen ministers who are providing an hour a week of care. So that's 32 hours a week. And if you include this time they spend driving to where they meet that person and that suddenly this is like having another full-time person on staff mm-hmm. by having these parishioners trained. Oh, that's and fascinating. It's, it's really cool because it's not a ministry where it's like, here, we've trained you now, go out there and do it. You're on your own. But they come, the Stephen ministers meet every two weeks for supervision. And the supervision is about how are you doing as a Stephen minister, because when you're dealing with other people's problems, sometimes you need to be able to talk about like how you're responding. You know, it's like, I thought I'd be okay handling someone who was going into a nursing home, but now I'm having flashbacks to when I put my own mom in the nursing home, you know, and it's like, they need some place to be able to talk yeah. about that. Well, and I mean, so, and, so many times we think we're doing something to help that person out and it turns out to feed you as well. But I I also didn't think about this uh, pull on you and the struggle that it might come about because of it. And so it's, everything is completely confidential. The only people that know that you have a Stephen minister, if you, if you receive one is you, me as the, as the coordinator and father Albert. Um, even in the supervision groups and the other Stephen leaders, they don't know who has whomever mm-hmm. um, because we want people to be able to talk freely with their Stephen minister. It's someone that can be an objective listener. And so sometimes even when someone has like a very large supportive family, they may want to talk about some things that they are afraid may hurt their family or 
they don't want their family to worry about. Them. Oh, you've met my family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. And so this gives them a place, a safe place that they can talk about things without worrying about it becoming a part of the lo- local scuttlebutt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kept private. And um, the Stephen ministers go through 50 hours of training and they're trained to deal with a, a variety of emotions. They're trained to deal with different kinds of situations where, let's say, someone becomes depressed, then we have resources that we refer them to, one of them being Catholic Charities Counseling Service. Mm -hmm. I thought about them earlier when you were talking about postpartum depression. I was like, well, we could talk about (laughs) Catholic Charities Counseling Service, which has been— I was just ate up with being a dummy, I guess. I, You know, I was living my single life, not worried about anybody else. I was very (laughs) self-absorbed. But it's it's so funny until you experience it. Sometimes you don't really know what it's like. And that's where, um, you know, most of the Stephen ministers, they've had experiences in their life where they were on their own and they want to be there for someone else. Or some of our Stephen ministers may have even had a Stephen minister themselves at some point. Correct. Or had friends who had Stephen ministers and seeing how that support helped themselves or their friend makes them go, I want to do that for mm-hmm. someone. So the Stephen ministers had been in going on. And when the uh, different Gabriel project and mm-hmm. different that as the need came, it became logical to connect them first with the Stephen ministry. Right. I'm Especially, trying to just keep us focused. Right. Uh, not, uh, not that we've done anything wrong. Anything we talk about is going to be wonderful, but. Does that make sense? So that always was going on, but now y'all see this is a good fit for us to connect in with a right. Stephen minister and then right. and go we, from there. And, and part of the reason we did that, one, is that's something Stephen ministry can do, is walk mm-hmm. alongside someone who is in a pregnancy where they're having difficulty or a mom who's just like, the kids are making me nuts. I need someone to talk to about this. I'm making my husband nuts when I talk to him about it. And I just want someplace safe to talk about what I'm dealing with. Got it. Stephen ministry is there. And um, Stephen, we've had a Stephen ministry group at our parish for five years now. And um, like I said, there's 32 people. We train them. There's Stephen leaders who do the training and, um, it's just been, it's a beautiful ministry. It's very similar to mm-hmm. what the Gabriel Angels do, where the Gabriel Angels and the Michael Angels are more specifically trained towards just dealing with an the, expectant family mm-hmm. or with small children. Right. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to, first of all, just say we've got about seven minutes left, and maybe there's stuff that we haven't covered. Uh, so I just want to kind of, Keep us focused on the opportunity to include anything that we uh, maybe have or revisit something sure. else that we've already talked about. Um, well, and I think just understanding, like, what are the missions? They're very aligned with each other. The mission of the Gabriel Project is to be that mentor and offer spiritual and emotional care and material assistance to a mom in need. Maybe, you know, like this is her first child. Maybe she's a student here on the campus and needs to find separate housing. But how can we help her get set up to be, uh, you know, just equipped? Does she need cribs? Does she need um, a car seat? 
help with that transportation, help with meals, things like that. And those cribs and car seats come through do- donations? They Are do. they and usually our- new or... Sure. So working with our our donations, our community partners that have donated um, new car seats just because of safety measures and expirations um, and then cribs and other um, gently used baby items. Um, Those um, we ask that those individuals do call us directly to determine if we need them at the time, because sometimes we do have a need. Also, there can be a storage uh, limit on storage. Um, but, you know, right now with the economy, you know, we keep hearing it. We're feeling it. Prices have gone up on groceries, um, utilities. It's hard to be able to find formula and diapers. And so we want individuals that are in these situations to call our St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program here in the area. And Brian, call us. How can we help you and support you with material items? And it's working with our parishes. And one of the visions that we've talked about, Diana and I, is that bringing all of the parishes in the area, make a community effort mm, to, to, to... We're the Catholic Church. Right? Right? We should be able to do this in spades. And as you were talking <laughs> earlier, right? You know, all of our gifts and talents is do we have the resources, diapers, wipes, you know, those basic needs so that we can lift up those financial burdens and parents can focus on keeping the lights on, you know, or maybe it's a local agency that we're working with that we can help them with that. So another thing is, is that we're setting somebody up for their future. That's very important. Walking with moms in need, the Catholic charities programming, what we're doing is we're setting them up for their future and we want to walk with them. We want to provide education and help them and get them connected. Absolutely. Um, so what would be the quickest and easiest? I mean, when you said, because um, I know we have some people listening right now that says, you know, tell me how I can do something today. Mm-hmm. Would it be a fina- a monetary? Would it be calling Absolutely. Catholic charities here? <laughs> She's like, like, We're not going to turn down any of your money. <laughs> no, but obviously the best way to help us is visiting um, Catholic Charities website, Catholic cctx.org and there's ways that you can donate there's ways that you can volunteer and so signing up that way we um of course this month we've been doing an amazon wish list so Mm -hmm. we have a link to our amazon wish list um where you can quickly just go on make a purchase and that will be delivered directly to us or give me a call i'd be happy to and i can give my number now if that's okay so um again my name is karen and my number is 512-651- Six one seven six, and I'd be happy to just talk through just different ways that you can and get involved with our St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program or a Gabriel Angel in your parish community. And really, it's I know that your um, listener um, area base, base mm-hmm. is is wide, and so it's not just here in Bryan College Station, but in the outer areas of Brazos Valley, up through Waco and down south. Um, through Hayes County and out into the Hill Country. So um, really give us a call because you have a special gift and a talent, um, a way of of helping and sharing in your community. Right. And Catholic Charities typically when fundraisers or things are going on to say that money donated here stays Stays here. here. Yes. That's a big deal to a lot of people. And I'm that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, we're here, here to serve all. 
And it does. It stays here in that in your community. Absolutely. Diana, share with us uh, some So long-term, if you would like to be involved in this um, Walking with Moms and Dads in Needs, go to the bcsdeanery.org website, and underneath Pastoral Ministries, you'll see Walking with Moms and Dads in Need. And you can put there your name, your parish, contact information, and then whether you are in need of support or you're there, you want to help support. And then I can send you information about the different ways that different parishes are doing that. You may become that contact person for your parish, and that would be beautiful. We really would love to have someone at each parish that we could count on to be that person that when someone walks through the door, they can say, here's someone that's going to help you navigate this process Mm -hmm. and and be Mm -hmm. with you as you're going through this. So we really would love to see people from outlying areas come to our uh, angel training. So if you're interested in that, just go to bcsdeanery.org and Mm -hmm. look up Pastoral Ministries, Walking with Moms and Dads in Needs, and that's where you can register. And if somebody's not a website person, they can just call St. Thomas Aquinas and say, I need to talk to that girl. That Diana. (laughs) She's got her finger (laughs) in every pie. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, girls, thank you so much. Thank you for your dedication, your uh, openness to the way the Lord is leading us in this just a so exciting time. And it's I mean, it's not a surprise. So many things well up here in the Bryan College Station area. And uh, just thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you you to our listeners for listening and have a great day. Since you wake up this dead man walking, shake off the rumors and talking.